Just a tiny little bit of fun Just a little bit of funny Welcome to A Bit of Funny. My name's Jamie Gilbert and I love the sun. My name's Chantel Beezer and I like being opposite than Jamie, so I like the rain. My name is Porter and I like raising the dead. I'm Caden and I'm confused at what Porter said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, could you just tell me a little bit more about your raising of the dead? I feel like as your fiance, I should know. <laughs> um, usually, typically, uh, scientifically, is to dig up graves at night and to just study them. Um, but I like to put mine, um, I kind of give them a small support system and just throw them on a Segway and can move on with their lives with new purpose and a Segway. I feel like they would only really be able to move forward. Oh, they've, they're very capable of only moving in other directions, such as backwards. <laughs> I well, thought you were talking about like, you raise the dead like in Yu-Gi-Oh. What are the odds that anybody is talking about Yu-Gi-Oh at any given moment? The Venn diagram of people talking about Yu-Gi-Oh and listening to this podcast, that circle is so, so, so tiny. It's like <laughs> the tiniest little dot. I feel like the circles are on top of each other, actually. That's what I was thinking. Only people that would listen to this podcast play you and you. <laughs> we came to a circle. very specific audience. Very specific. So, growing up, my brother, my younger brother, loved watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Actually, he just liked watching TV. It could be, like, the trashiest cartoon, but he would watch it. And um, we'd watch Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot. And we, I think I watched an entire season with him once just because I, like, felt like I needed to bond with him and the only episode I could, it was the one where they were like doing a tournament on a yacht to try to save his grandfather and the only one I can remember is they were trying to figure out this lady she was a psychic apparently but she had actually sprayed each one of her cards with a different perfume scent so she could just smell whatever card was on top and I feel like that would never work in real life just because it would <laughs> smell like what skittles look like you know what I mean? Like, it would just be, like, so many smells all at the same time. You'd never be able to tell which one was on top. Smell the rainbow. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, so, every once in a while, we had collected cards, like Pokemon cards, and we'd play with them, like, we don't know what, what we're doing. We just say, my numbers are bigger than yours, I win. Um, we did that for Yu-Gi-Oh, too. And I remember playing with my brother. I don't know if he remembers this, but there's... Uh, there were like five cards in the deck that only worked if they were all together and um, otherwise they're just useless. So I remember going through and putting one card every other in the deck and then just passing them out like one to him, one to me, one to him, one to me, one to him. <laughs> so I ended up with every good card in that deck and he's like, what the heck? So I had like uh, three legendary cards or something and I just, I gave him one good card. I remember that. So he would have hope and wouldn't just quit outright. <laughs> I t after, when I told him afterwards, he was really mad at me. But it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I would be livid. <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me. So my mom has gotten into buying a, a lot of poker chips. And like collector's of, poker chips or just? Oh yeah. None of us Edible. know how to play poker, but we try to learn every once in a while. And it's just like, <laughs> well, I have a full house. It's like, you have the numbers one through four. I don't think that's a full house. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing, but we all 
take as many chips as we can by convincing everyone else we know how to play and they don't. <laughs> so uh, literally a couple days ago, Porter and I were like, hey, let's learn how to play poker. And we're like, well, we don't have any chips. So we used actual like corn chips. <laughs> like we dealt out 10 each. And then <laughs> while we were playing, I was eating chips out of the bag. And he's like, what are you doing? You're destroying <laughs> the value of what's on the table. Yeah. We had I had to teach about economics. Like, if you eat all the chips, then there's no value in the ones you're betting. But I, I feel like the ones that we're betting would become more valuable because... Because there's less of them. There's less, exactly. There's less. She's destroying the economy. <laughs> That's pretty much my experience with poker. Yeah, I too. So, um, the person I played with uh, tried to destroy the betting rights, so... You know, can you imagine going into like a casino and playing poker and then one guy at the table is like flood the market and he just like pours three billion dollars in the stock market or something and so now your money's worthless and you're just betting it i don't know that'd be crazy that'd be crazy why is he playing poker if he has three billion to flood the market it's a flex, it's a flex. <laughs> his like pile of chips is like huge it's like Around He's like on a throne of chips. <laughs> <laughs> he buys as many chips as he can, sets them up, looks at them, and then brings them back. <laughs> You're playing poker when suddenly you realize not everything's as it seems. The cards are chips. The table is chips. Because you know it's chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So uh, we cut to an addiction recovery group. Uh, Sam Spendwise is uh, unfortunately misnamed as he had just spent $3 billion at a casino and has lost it all. Yeah, so I spent uh, $3, million, $3 billion at a casino and I, I lost it all. I, and I just I felt like I had to come to this anonymous meeting just to get that off my chest. Oh, well, thank you for coming here and for being brave and to sharing your own truth. We are here because we offer the steps of help. And the first one is hope. There's hope for you, sir. You can change your ways. Oh, I'm, I'm real glad you said that, but yeah, I, I think I can change, but I just, I came looking for volunteers for one more hit, just one more. I just need one more oh, to casino bet. That's not really need... what we do here. Uh... Yeah, I know. It's it's a weird thing to ask. And I just thought that people that had experience with gambling would be able to help me out. There's several people in the room that have experience with gambling and are literally shaking because they're so ready to do this. Okay, but Sam, sir, you, uh, uh, no, uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> No, you, you don't understand. Sam, you couldn't possibly be Sam Spendwise, the most famous and rich actor that has ever walked this planet, could you? <laughs> that's my father. That's, that's where I get all uh... my money from. And, and he's, he, I, he might be bankrupt because of me now, but I just need one more hit and I can pay him back. Uh... I'll be okay. I, I can't condone this kind of behavior. If you're going to talk like this, I just, you either come here to recover or you leave. Just, just meet me in the parking lot after and, and we can talk, okay? I, I got a, a guy idea. We cut to the parking lot after the meeting. Okay, so 
I got some inside news about the pony. There's, there's the ponies that race at the track. Um, there's some inside news that, that the, oh, what's his name? Oh, he's a really good one. He's like brown and they call him Brown Lightning. I, I got some news that, that he's gonna win. Like all the other horses, they're bad. But Brown Lightning, he's a winner, Sam. Brown Lightning, oh my goodness. This, this could be the opportunity of a lifetime. Jeffrey, I, I need you to bail, bail me out this time. Just like anything, do you, if any relative or friend of Sam Spendwise is a friend of mine. Not that I've ever met him, but uh, if I could, <laughs> if you win this race, could you introduce me to your father? You know, I, I think when we win, when we win, I will definitely introduce you to my father, Jeffrey. Sam, take my credit card. Take everything I have. It's yours to bet with. Oh, thank you for the credit. I'm, uh, is it okay if I keep the wallet? This is a pretty nice one. I could probably sell it and just get, get you some of that money back. And if that's a cool shirt, too. Like, I think the tie-dye, it really, it's really unique. And I think that that design could sell for a lot. Hmm. When I meet your father, would you let me shake his hand? Um, well, he'll make eye contact with you. Oh, then yes, of course. It's all yours. <laughs> we cut to another addiction recovery meeting. Sam Spenwise, the unfortunately named gambling addict, is also there looking for recruits. Oh, and <laughs> I, just, I just lost $3 billion. Not $3 million, $3 billion. And I just need to share that with all of you. Well, that's that's pretty intense. I've I've, I know, I, I've never even seen that much money in real life, but thanks for sharing. It takes a lot of bravery for doing what you did. Yeah, it is really brave to bet on black. We're here to help you find your way through this maze called life. And, uh, you know, the first step, as it says in the book, is hope. And there's hope for you to recover. Yep, I, I believe in that, but... I, I believe I just need one more hit, and then and then we'll be good, and then golden, or free after that. And I, that's kind of why I came here. I need to find someone to help me um, with just one more, one more job. What kind of job? You ever heard of Brown Lightning, the horse? Why don't you meet me out in the parking lot after this meeting? Now to Annie the alcoholic. How have you been doing, Annie? Well, um, last week at at work, they had a, a uh, we had a, a party. Um, uh, they they offered everyone free alcohol. I uh, I chose water. Now. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Cut to the parking lot after. <laughs> so brown lightning, you say? Brown lightning. I need that horse crippled. You need the horse crippled. Yes, yes, everyone thinks Brown Lightning's gonna win, but I know better. I got this insider information. It's gonna be <laughs> Liquid Steve. He's crazy fast pony. Uh, yeah, good old Liquid Steve. Uh, I uh, no. got muscles on muscles on muscles, so taking out a horse should be no problem. Alright, I just need you to take it out, probably in a, um, What's the word for not killing it, way? You mean like take it for a walk or something? Well, take it for a long 
All right, so I got these these suckers that I know are gonna bet on Brown Lightning. So Liquid Steve will have the chance to rise, but I need you to take out Brown Lightning tonight. The race is tomorrow morning. All right, we can do that. We cut to um, the stables that night. It's dark. There's an owl in the distance. Ooh. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Owl. Ooh. <laughs> oh, well. Since you're asking, I'm here to take out a horse. Ooh. Oh, uh, you know Brown Lightning, right? Uh, Ooh. Uh, he's a he's a race horse. He's supposed to win. Ah, uh, lady, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, people always think when they visit my stable that they have to talk to the owl. No, he's not. He's not really asking a who. That's just how I will speak, young lady. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I, I didn't see you there. You are very short. That's all right. My mama was a midget. My father was a very short man. Anyway, I heard you that you wanted to take out Brown Lightning. Yeah, yeah, take him out for a walk. A long walk. Now I just need some verification from you. You wouldn't happen to know... The owner of the horse is named Charlie Buckweiser. Ah, Charlie Buckweiser. Yeah, he's my uh, godfather. Ah, perfect, perfect. The horse is yours, young lady. Take the reins. Take him for a walk. I didn't realize how big Brown Lightning was. Maybe it's just a comparison thing between his giant horse body and your tiny human body. Yeah, he's got muscles in places that I don't even have places. Go ahead and take him for a walk. Thanks. Cut to the track the next day. Everybody's there. Except for the horse, of course. Lucy, Jeffrey, you made sure to bet all your belongings on uh, Lightning Brown. Brown Lightning. Oh, of course, of course. Okay, that's great. Now, you guys take your seats. I'm going to go place my bets, and then we'll be right there. I'm so excited. I love (laughs) the horses. Oh, you can't wait to see him, Lucy, can you? All right. Hey, are you the one taking bets? Oh, yes, that is me. I am here taking the bets. I would like to put 13 million on Liquid Steve. Oh, my, that's quite a bit. Are you sure you want to do that? Oh, I know I want to do that. Okie dokie, here's your receipt. Thank you. And you have a wonderful day, you fine jockey booth person. Oh, I am flattered. Uh, Attention, we seem to be missing a horse. Liquid Steve has taken a ride and nobody has seen him. Liquid Steve is missing. Luckily, brown lighting is right here, safe and sound. You hear that, Lucy? He's here! He's gonna win! That's one less competitor. Our chances are even better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't you excited, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy you guys and me are going to be billionaires. (laughs) I've never seen someone so happy that they're crying. This is the best day of my life. We cut to the man and the horse. And uh, after I gave up my life of crime, I just decided to come out here and uh, help people not commit crimes. But maybe that's what I'm doing right here, Brown Lighting. Oh, 
What's this? I didn't realize you were wearing a collar. <laughs> Nay. What? Liquid Steve? Oh, 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 uh, uh. I'm sorry, I've been calling you the wrong name this whole time. Nay. Oh, oh my gosh. Am I still a criminal? Nay. Wow, you know just what to stay, Liquid Steve. Let's just take you back to the horses and maybe I can switch you out. Yeah, it's off. <laughs> back to the races. It's been a couple hours. I'm so happy that Brown Lightning won! Oh my Isn't gosh. Isn't that crazy? Won by like a whole two seconds. Wow. I, I've never seen a pony move so fast. And Lucy, Sam, we're rich now. Someone put, someone put 13 million in the pot. And we get to share it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop the races! Stop the races! I have found the missing horse. Where is everybody? Well, just... it's just the three of us. Oh. We decided to hang back and divide our winnings. Ah, uh, oh. Oh, well, I'm real sorry. I know you wanted me to thief the other horse, but I stole this one instead. Oh, just let me get off of this. Go on, Liquid Steve. Sam, is is that man saying what I think he's saying? Oh, what's this was this only a this was only a two horse race. The only other horse he could have gotten was Brown Lightning. You have some explaining to do. I do believe. Um, this is the part where I make I bid adieu and wish you well on all your hard earned uh, cash. And I will see you all at the next, uh, gambling meeting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Muscle Man just grabs him by the arms and just is lifting him off the ground as he's trying to run away. Just <laughs> holding him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sets him down. Looks at him. Now, you came to me with a gambling problem. And you said just one more hit. And I'm here to say that we're on to you. Enter all, like... All of the 30 addiction recovery counselors, we're all onto you. You've been scammed, set up, no. bamboozled. I always knew my, all my backstabbing would get me backstabbed, but not <laughs> like this. Well, send him to rehab, boys. And then he picks him up and he's just crowd surfed to rehab. And now you two, I reckon you should clean up. Get away from this gambling mess. Take your money. And never gamble it again, and you'll always have that money, assuming you spend it wisely. But does this mean that I'll never get to meet the real Sam Spendwise? Probably not. Oh. Suddenly, from the, the crowd of counselors, this tall, luscious man emerges. Luscious man? Uh, did someone say uh, Sam Spendwise? <gasps> I am... Looking for my son, Sam Spendwise. I think we just threw him into rehab. So Sam, Sam Spend, Spendwise? Uh, yes, it is me, the older and more mature Sam Spendwise, the father. Oh, he made eye contact with me, Lucy. He made eye contact. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I love how your character, 90% of his lines were spoken to animals. <laughs> Uh, it's just, you know, I'm part Disney princess, so that sometimes <laughs> spills out into my scene work. <laughs> I do wonder about that man's life, though. He was probably raised by wolves. Bro, 
Could you imagine actually being raised by wolves? Like you wake up one day and you're like, suddenly I'm way different than all of the wolves. Like I can't run this fast. I can't, ooh, as well. When does that realization happen? Yeah, at what point are you like, this is, something's wrong here. I was listening to Disney music the other day and the Tarzan songs played. And I thought for a second, like, how? Because like, obviously in the movie when he's talking with the like gorillas and stuff, like it's English to us. And we just assume that like, if anyone was listening, it'd be like gorilla. And then when he's talking to like the humans, he's like learning English for the first time. And it's like English, but like, like in real life, I wonder like if that could actually happen, like gorillas could raise a human baby and like they could communicate with each other and like he would think that he was a gorilla. Like, I wonder if that really happens ever. Um, I don't know. Let's see if I can look it up really fast. Apparently it's not a super, it's like not impossible. There's like a couple cases of feral or wild children. Yeah, like Mowgli. Mowgli. <laughs> This girl, her name's Marina Chapman, claimed to have lived with Weber capuchin monkeys in the Colombian jungle from age five to nine, following a botched kidnapping in 1954. Was it botched by the monkeys? Did they, like, (laughs) not think it all the way through? (laughs) I know there's, like, George of the Jungle, who's in a plane crash as a child and gets raised by the animals in the in the jungle or forest or wherever he was. Yeah, I think that's Tarzan also. And, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <is> there. <laughs> but anyway, the monkeys messed up that kidnapping job and had to end up raising the child because the parents wouldn't pay <laughs> ransom. <laughs> so apparently all of these stories are really sad. Like, the only ones, at least I just looked over the raised by monkeys slash primate section, only Marina lived to have, like, a normal life. All of these other kids, like, they were unable to communicate with humans and to use the bathroom. And since it happens mostly in, like, uh, tribes and villages, a lot of the villagers are, like, afraid of these kids. So nobody really teaches them. It's a bummer. That reminds me of... <laughs> that reminds me of Argentine history. Because I used to live in southern Argentina, and there, there were tons of, like, these records of the Indian tribe that lived down there. And it's super cold down there, and it's always snowing. But these, this Indian tribe never wore clothing. What? Like, they were naked 100% of the time. What? And when the colonists got there, they saw these naked naked people walking around in the snow and they were like oh my gosh you must be freezing and so they gave them clothing like coats and pants and blankets and everything and all the indians died because of it they died they they died they didn't know that they had to take off their pants to go to the bathroom and so they all got sick and when the colonists came back everyone was dead oh my gosh Man, I imagine that the first time you put on clothing in your lifetime would be so bizarre. (laughs) So bizarre it kills you? Yeah. (laughs) Just the the spectacularness of it. 
Oh, she like, saw wow. something new and died. The fact was, they were probably dead for a long time in the storm, but then they had enough warmth for their body to be like, oh yeah, this isn't supposed to work, and just fell over. Yeah, maybe they all just got like a super crazy fever from being not Too warm. like under 10 <laughs> degrees. That's crazy. Like their body temperature temperature rose above 50 degrees Fahrenheit and they just keeled over. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we were watching something, uh, Porter and I were watching something about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop and she like <laughs> sent so that's the name of her company. Is it's called Goop, and she sent these guys to go jump in this frigid water. Like they're supposed to go learn all of the like ways of the earth to like help everybody feel the herbal medicine, blah blah blah. And it, <laughs> they send it like her whole staff to go visit this guy who is like a professional like ice swimmer or something. The ice man. Yeah. And he can, like, just hang out in frigid water. And this, they get this girl to jump in, and she was so nervous. She was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. And, like, they're like, you can do it. It's going to feel so good. And then she does it and gets out, and she's like, I was just really cold. <laughs> I was expecting something like, I jumped into the water, and my whole life changed. Oh, yeah, there's one who said that also. Are you like, Really... She's like, after I got out, I felt like I was a new person emerging from the waters. Like, oh my gosh. You know, I was 12 when I did the polar bear plunge. Uh, <laughs> my whole life changed then. It's just so crazy. That's so funny. Well, that's, do you want to know what goop stands for? What? Gwyneth U. Paltrow. So she just put two O's in the middle of her initials and used that to name her company? Yeah, because all good companies have double vowels. Google. Google Yahoo. Yahoo. Amazon. Google. <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> My favorite internet company is Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi breadsticks for days. Oh my gosh! Hey, I think we're onto something there. Breadsticks, Wi-Fi. You like connect to the Wi-Fi, and some Italian man shows up to your house with a bag of breadsticks. It's like Italian DoorDash. How do you say DoorDash in Italian? <laughs> DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash. With a hand motion. That's how he knocks. Door to death. <laughs> we cut to an Italian man. It is his first day at the Olive Garden orientation meeting. Oh, I see a spaghetti. I see a stromboli. I see a pizza pizza. This seems like the job for me. Um, yeah, we're, we're happy you brought pizza to Olive Garden. We, we could really use some more, um, uh, dishes. No, now tell me, um, what, what are your qualifications? What, what do you really think is making you for this job? What are you wasting your time with the qualifications, huh? This man is a perfect, he brought a spaghetti, uh, a ravioli, 
a bit of pizza and some bread to sticks. Yeah, oh. well, he, he did, but it would have been nice if he cooked them also. A kokashmog. That is not why I want to work at Olive Garden. You don't want to cook at the pasta? I want to eat at the pasta. The two people on the other side of the interview table look at each other and look at him and look at each other and look at him. Um, all right. Well, what qualifies you to eat pasta and why can't, why shouldn't we just have, say, like me eat pasta? Well, when, when you have grown up on, on the pasta, you can eat more of the pasta. I like the way that this man thinks. I think you're Luigi. Ah, oh, I'm wearing my name tag. That's how you knew my name. But of course, Luigi, and you are also Italian. <laughs> oh, I just feel a very close connection with this man. All right. Well, we are looking for another uh, quality assurance um, kind of character. And I suppose taste testing food technically counts. So um, according to Luigi, uh, Mr. Fernando, you're, you're on. Welcome to the job. Yahoo! I cannot wait to eat the pasta. Hi, Fernando! I'm so happy that you are working here with me. Uh, Luigi, I cannot wait to, to hear you, to see you cook the pasta. Uh, before we cook the pasta, I want to take you home to my family so you can meet my sister Maria. <gasps> Maria? Oh, yeah, Maria! What what a wonderful name. Let's go home. Um, well, I'll stay here and finish paperwork, I guess. Um, uh, have fun, guys. Thank you, Steve. We cut to, uh, Luigi's home. It is everything Italian. They have an Italian garage door. They have an Italian statue. They have, uh, an Italian smell as soon as you walk in. It just smells of garlic and tomato sauce and basil. Ooh, Luigi. Ah, oh, Fernando. The smell is like home. Oh, uh, well, you are welcome home. When I look at you, I can see a uh, home. I, it could be the mustache. Oh yeah, perhaps. Maria, come down here and meet my new friend. Hey, um, yeah, hi. Ooh, an American. Oh, uh, yes, uh, our parents divorced and she came here with my mama and I stayed in Italy with my papa only for them to be remarried and we all came here. Yeah, nice to meet you. And I've decided to, uh, you know, stick with being Americanized. Um, lose the Italian sound. Yay, America. Oh, well, uh, okay. But I assume you like the pasta. I mean, like, it's okay, but <gasps> cheeseburgers are where it's at, really. Ay, oh. Maria, you are an embarrassment to my family. I bring a nice and Italian man along, and I bring him to you, a nice Italian woman, and you over here springing out with your cheese and their burgers. I Luigi. told you a hundred times, Luigi, that Italian men are just not my style. And that's the reason I don't ever go to your Olive Garden, because 
only Italian men go in there. And I'd much rather like, you know, an all American man. So I take myself across the street to the Chick-fil-A. Well, I cannot, I cannot be in this room right now. I'm going to go up to the bathroom to try in my tears. Maria, that hurts his heart. I know, but he is a grown man. And I am his younger sister. And he just needs to know that we're just two different people. And he can't keep putting his wants on me, okay? Um... Fernando's mustache starts to peel off a little bit. Um, oh. Is something happening to your face? Maya face? Why? Nothing could be happening to a Maya face. I Italian think- hand gestures intensify. Okay, well, uh, Luigi is probably upstairs in the bathroom. It's like it's up the stairs, the first door on the left. So, um, if you want to just go up there and help him dry his tears. Whatever you say, Maria. Oh, Luigi! The mustache starts to peel off a little more. And a little more. And then it falls off. Luigi! <laughs> I'm coming, hold on. I'm here to calm you down. Oh, Fernando, what happened to your mustache? My mustache? Why, it's right here. I, I, I shaved when I was talking to a Maria. Luigi gives him the suspicious eyes, the squinty eyes. Without that mustache, you hardly look Italiano. Is it that easy to tell? I mean, ah! I, 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 can I, can I explain? You have 30 seconds. Well, my, my mom was from Italy. My dad was from America. And when I lived in, in Italy, I didn't like it there. So he took me back to America. And that's when I met the Olive Garden executives. And that's when my dream of living in uh, working in the Olive Garden really took off, and so I went, moved back to Italy, had a ton of desserts and Italian foods and pasta and stuff, and that's when I found this fake mustache that I glued to my face, and then I came back to America, having learned how to speak in a proper Italian accent, when I decided it was time for me to take up a spot at Olive Garden. Luigi pulls out a tape recorder from behind his back. Click. <gasps> pulls off his own mustache. <gasps> We got him, boys! And in comes Steve from the window and a bunch of other Olive Garden execs taking him to Olive Garden Jail. We knew you weren't a real Italian. Am I the only real Italian here that can pull off an American accent? I'm ashamed with you. I'm ashamed. We believed in you, Mr. Fernando. You were going to be our taster tester. But now... We have to scrutinize you and send you to Italy to prison. No, Maria, Maria. It's all a scam. Maria is Italian. See, I was really Italian the whole time. She puts on a mustache. Maria. And scene. I like the idea that Olive Garden is so diverse, like, 
test for your real Italian. <laughs> <laughs> we know that would never happen. <laughs> when you're here, you're not Italian. <laughs> We've been a bit of funny, and you've been the listeners, and we'll see you next week. Just a tiny little bit of fun.